Welcome to another episode of Sales with Aslan. I'm your host, Tom Stanfield, and I'm looking at what did we decide, Tab? You're the best. Did, did you what, did you actually get the award for the best co-host in America? No. Or is that just something I made up? Yeah, Man, I felt like up, you got the award. But I like it. I'm no. running with it. So. Right. <laughs> so I'm, owning, I'm owning it. You're right. You're running with it. Yeah. Tab, we jumped in on this podcast with our friend, Randy Reimersma, who runs uh, the enterprise division of uh, at uh, MuleSoft, a $400 million division at MuleSoft. And somebody that we've known for years. He was first a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't really even know what he did. And then I realized this, as I got to know him, he's one of the most elite sellers I've ever met. He, you know, he's been, yeah. I mean, sold multi, multi-million dollar deals, been successful at some, some very uh, well-known brands, been in leadership. Um, he also was one of our partners, one of Aslan's partners first, oh, and was man. incredibly successful at that. And, and then he got, he got, uh, recruited away by MuleSoft and we got him on the podcast and there's so much gold here. We just jumped in. I like, I, I was like, <laughs> we did. I was so task oriented. I was like, I was like, wait, what are you, what, what are you going to tell us? You know, so know. we didn't do a lot of, uh, uh, uh you know, relational banter, uh, yeah. but, but super excited so good. about so having good. Randy on the cup. And he talked about, I don't know what your takeaway is, but this is a, this is one of the best. I really do think that we talked about, the drivers of being of what the one percenters do, uh, situational yeah. fluency, access to power, how to stay motivated, the six emotions that drive decision making. I mean, it was just I mean, it was nugget after nugget oh, yeah. after nugget after nugget. I know. I loved it. He had, he had so I've got we got good book ideas. I got I'm always looking for great new books. He's always he's reading I was a, all the time. I was a little hurt, Tab, that he didn't mention my book. I did. No, he I, didn't. I, 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 I just was think really he was embarrassed. I, was, I he think was embarrassed. it was. I was a little hurt. I, I honestly, <laughs> you know, so you know, so, you know, he, he didn't like it. So that's he, did, it. he that's just it. didn't want to embarrass you. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's it. He just he didn't want to put you in a funny spot. Yeah. He, when when you tell the author, you you say to you know, <laughs> to the guy that wrote the book, it will of course it's one of my. I'm going to quote from it. It just feels awkward. It feels he did give us a lot of love. So he did. and I'm kidding. I, I know it's it's he he's read he's read he's so well read. He's got a lot of as he calls it scar tissue. This is one of the best episodes. We're 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 talking to Randy Reimersma who. Uh, again, is is leading a large organization, a sales organization for MuleSoft, and you don't want to miss this episode. So let's dive in, Tab. Randy Reimersma, welcome to the show, my friend. It's been a minute since I've seen your your beautiful face. How have you been? It has been a hot minute. I got to tell you, anytime I'm in the house of Aslan, hanging out with Tommy and Tab, um, I'm going to say this is a great start to a fabulous day. Mm. Mm. Same uh, here, my friend. Oh, thank you, Randy. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, and as, as Tab and I talked about in the intro, you are you are one of the elite um, sellers, leaders in our field. And I would, I've wanted to have you on the show for a long time. And I know you're busy, but I'm, I'm so glad to, to talk with you, connect with you, because it's been a while. But I want to start off with kind of your current role. You're, you're leading... Uh, an enterprise team, senior leader of an enterprise team for MuleSoft, obviously one of the premier brands in the in the industry. Um, and I know a lot's happening out there in the market. I mean, we got the the quiet quitting, the great resignation, um, and I know you're recruiting. So, so when you you know when you bring a rep on board, an account executive, you bring them on the team. They go through obviously all the onboarding. 
what, what are you guys talking about? What are you, what are you talking to your team members about? What's that conversation sound like? Well, okay. So we bring, so new rep has gone through all the yeah. enablement. They've gone through the 90 days. We're not in a hurry to get them out in the field. We want to get them super, super deep into the stuff. So they pop out of that and they're in the field. So for that rep or that reps leader, frontline leader, um, the thing that I care about is, you know, if you're going to separate yourself in this marketplace, you got to know your stuff. You got to be able to carry your message. Yeah. You have to really know your persona. So, you know, you have to get certified on some of our stuff to kind of make it through the, you know, run the gauntlet. But my yeah. desire for everyone, and this is what we coach to as well, mm -hmm. we run role plays and all that other stuff, is situational fluency. Okay. So that when, you know, the guy or gal on my team is going out and they're going to meet with the CIO of a Fortune 2000 company or something like that, mm -hmm. no matter what direction that conversation goes in, they are going to understand their space, going to have done the work, they understand the personas so that they can, they can roll with the call. They can right? You don't know what's going to happen. You show up with a script, you're screwed. Yeah, you, yeah, they don't follow. The customer doesn't follow the script. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're not supposed to say that. Randy, no, I thought that question a was roadmap for this conversation. It's like, yeah. the, it's like the, the survey at the mall. You know, next yeah. question. I don't know what you just said. I got another question. Yeah. Jeb, you, you were going to say something? No, no. I just, I just know it's because the personas are great, but they only go so far, right? You have, yep. to, you have to be so comfortable in the personas that you can flex and adjust and kind of go with the flow, so... Totally. And you really got another language. You know, to that point, Deb, you really got another language. Like I've got, I've got a manufacturing team underneath right. me, discrete and process. I've got utilities. Mm. I've got the energy sector. We got automotive. We got travel and hospitality. All those have a language of their own. Yeah. They've got use right. cases of their own. And unless you know what the heck you're talking about, I mean, you, you know, everybody knows an idiot when they meet them. That's gonna be that's gonna be the subtext, yeah. The tagline. Everybody knows it. Well, and that's why decision makers, the real decision makers, don't want to meet with sales reps because they have nothing to say. Uh, we talk about it at Aslan, as you know, is you need to know what's on their whiteboard. You know, yep. I always when I'm meeting with the training, coaching sellers or leaders, I say you're about to call on the VP of manufacturing, right? Okay, I want you, you're sitting in their office, picture it. What's on their whiteboard? If they can't answer that question, yeah. they can't have situational fluency, right? 100%. Yeah, and what's that, the, the, the upper left or the upper right-hand corner that's got the big box around it that says, do not erase, what's in there? <laughs> <laughs> or the permanent marker? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, on the left-hand, if you look at my, if you go in my office right now, there's the left-hand section, and it's been there for, it's what I'm working on. It's my top, and I know it's kind of cheesy, but it is what keeps me up at night. Right. It's what I'm stressed about. It's what I care about. It's what I what's most important. And, and there's probably all... what's it's probably what's directly tied to your income, too, because like these, yeah. you know, these CIOs that we're talking mm. to, they got big bonus plans. Right. Oh, yeah. We gotta make sure we, we need to understand. OK, you know, we talk about uh, execution and empathy over here. Right. Number one, we want to run our play. We want to run a deeply enriched land and with empathy. The people that anybody are serving out there, we are all under systemic stress, right? Yeah. Coming off of COVID, we got the resignation, we're facing yeah. a recession. Mm. All right, let's let's remember these people are human beings. They've got hard jobs. They don't want to come in on the weekend and do a big patch. You know, how do I make this stuff work better? By golly, the line of business is screaming at me because we're nothing but a cost center. We're always you right. know, blah, 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 blah. How do we help make these people's jobs better? And I tell my team, you got to know, 
how am I going to get this person promoted? How am I going to get this director promoted that. to VP? How am I going to get this I VP love to SVP? And if you don't know how, you're not aligned to their personal I goals. I know that. you guys care about personal goals. I love that. How am I going to help the people that I serve get promoted? And that that's such a, I love how you're talking about this, Randy, because, you know, we, we're worried about a commission. If we're in sales, right, we're not worried about a number. Whether you're frontline or your leader, you're worried about a number. If they, if you're especially part of the type of solution that you sell and the type of solution we sell, if, if they screw this up, right, if this doesn't go well, they're going to lose their job. Yeah. And, and the respect of their entire community. I mean, as far as they're in, in their, in their, you know, organization, I mean, it, it's a big deal. You can't, so there's a lot of pressure and you're just, you know, if a rep's in there going, Hey, we do this, I don't know how it works, but you just, yeah. you, here's my trust billboard. Me. Here's a, yeah, trust, <laughs> trust me, baby. Trust I, had me, a yeah. rep, I had a rep say this the other day. I asked him, I said, so what's your response to the, you know, it's too expensive. He goes, I take a key off my ring. I hand it to him and I say, here, Here's a key to my house. If you ever need me, you can just come to my house. <laughs> oh, oh, that answers everything. Oh, uh, yeah, we're good. We're good. He also by said, the way, I don't stop till I call the cops. Yeah, like, by the way, when I come to your house, it could be a trailer or is it going to be yeah, like yeah. a four, four car or something? No, I mean, uh, but you think about it, like for us, just in context, why do we have to be so good? Why do we have to be able to reframe somebody's mindset? Nobody got mm -hmm. fired yesterday for doing what they're doing in our world. Yeah, right. So, hey, my name's Randy. I'm going to throw kind of a provocative idea at you. And if this blows up, you're going to lose your job. You don't care about risk, do you? I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. You got you yeah. to be able to. You know, for us, uh, you know, just give me real quick, uh, and, and I got my hands going. I know that your, your listeners can't can't see this, but we need to understand for this person that we seek to serve something that probably they're not even aware of, their current state and the negative consequences. Mm -hmm. The problem is it's like the boiling frog syndrome, right? You keep mm -hmm. raising the, the temperature up a little bit. You don't know that you're doing this wrong, but we got a perspective and a provocative point of view. So we have to help expose the current state and the negative consequences. And the purpose of that is twofold. Number one, anchor for the low point of value because the value is going to be defined by the current state and what it looks like in the future state. And that mm -hmm. value gap is what people pay for, right? Right. And, and that's your role as a seller is to communicate yeah. how you bridge that gap. It's exactly. not about education. uniquely. Mm -hmm. Here's how I uniquely bridge that because you can't uniquely yeah. bridge it. Then you're in a knife fight with every other yum yum out there trying to sell some software right. and everybody gets cut in a knife fight. So we got to anchor on the, the negative consequence. We also have to make sure that they see that because without that, nobody moves. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. I mean, when we sell, you got to feel you know, the pain. You got to feel the pain. Because um, mm -hmm. we sell a deal, man. We, we land at like, you know, 250, 300,000 bucks. So the next couple of years, you can spend another, you know, 800 million, million, you know, two with us. I mean, we're talking, at least in my house, millions yeah. of dollars are still real money, right? So, um, <laughs> you, what kind you, of it money? used to be, it used <laughs> yeah. to be, it used to be for us, Randy. Yeah, back when I was younger, you say steal real money? real money? Is that what you yeah. said? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Um, I love but, that. I've already yeah. got three things I'm going to use all the time. Provocative, I'm going to use that a lot more. In yeah, sentences. provocative. Tab does use that word a lot, Randy. That's I not did. Part I of love that. It's a great word. If you don't provoke, you know, and you guys know this, the emotions of selling. You guys are experts at this. If we don't provoke, if we don't get the mind, imagine. Like, mm. we get somebody imagine. Imagine what it could be like when. It's like, yeah. hey, imagine a bowl of Captain Crunch. You can't not think about Captain Crunch, right? I mean, so. <laughs> Do we have that was my favorite. That was my favorite for Crunch berries or no Crunch berries? No, no, no Crunch plain. berries. Thank you, Trev. No yeah, coffee, black, uh, yeah. Captain Crunch plain. 
Um, but you know, and not all you know, milk. We, get that we do the real milk for the Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I mean, cow, cows deserve that. I respect cows. We need yeah. to drink their milk. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, we got to anchor. We got to get that current state with the negative consequences clearly defined because that a drives motion, and that's the that's the compare to the future state. Because so many, and I think this is the if you are a sales rep and if you are a frontline sales leader and you are listening to this mm -hmm. podcast, forget everything you've heard so far. Forget everything you're about to hear. But this is the key thing. I got my hands up again. Okay. Right. Yeah. Key thing. In parentheses. Right. Do not just sell the future state. I see so many people talk about the future state. And everybody's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I want to get that. But without the pain of today, they'll, you know, they're on somewhere aisle. Mm -hmm. Somewhere aisle, mm -hmm. I will do that, right? You cannot just sell the future. If you just sell the future state, you're not going to get the deal that you want. You must gap that to the <laughs> current state with the negative consequences mm -hmm. that you've created. The visual mm -hmm. that I have in every time I'm working with a customer or prospect is a bridge. It just, it's just so clear to me. You are here, right? And you want something, right? You, you are in a current state and your current state is unique to you. And I need, to, I need to validate it. You need to know that I get your current state. And then you want something. And you, there's a reason you want it. There's a, there's a, there's an informal reason. And there's a formal, there's what you tell everybody and there's what you don't tell everybody, but there, and then there's a bridge to get there and everybody's freaked out about the bridge. No one knows exactly how to build the bridge. They're not 100% confident. And so there's a lot of, but I love that you, and so I, I operate in those three zones. So our process, and I think it's probably like yours is, is the first step is to define those three elements. What's the current state? And you're saying, make sure you define the pain. Like yep. what's the, like what, what happens if you don't now. move? Yeah. If yeah. you stay here, what's the consequence? Is and that what you're often, saying? And they're a little bit, they're <laughs> often a little bit blind to it, right? They don't realize what's going on. They don't necessarily see, you know, in no. our world, the buildup of technical debt or their, their inability to accelerate the delivery of business services. They're just, you know, I didn't get fired yesterday. And I love yeah. your analog. And I remember the slide when I worked with you guys, <laughs> that, that slide with the bridge. It's the same yeah. kind of thing. If we don't anchor the current state, what is the bridge going to hang on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's a rope swing, which means yeah. it's a rope swing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bam into the other side of the. Room. You know, it is so true work. about though how people experience, and I'm just the same way. And I see this all the time when I conduct an assessment of an organization and I feed back their current state to them. That's where I always start, and the same is true for me. It's like unless you're in the room, you just don't see what's going on. Like, like it, we all operate in certain rooms, you know, like, and we're in this room, this is all that really matters. That's why it's so important to nail down events and get agreements to, to, to a certain process, because as soon as the meeting's over, they go to a different room and what's in that room becomes most important. And very few people can organize all of their priorities and be in all those rooms at the same time. Of course, I'm speaking metaphorically, but it's like, I don't think about my car until I go to this and he goes, oh man, you got a problem. And I'm like, oh, otherwise I don't think at all about the car or, or my house. That's why it's like it's COVID. It's like everybody went home and then all of a sudden everybody freaked out about their house because they were in that room. Like you're going, oh, my foundation, my roof. I'm like, I'm looking at all this. I, I went from, I don't even think about fixing up my house to I, my house is falling down. It's because I was, I was looking at it. And the same thing I think is what you're saying is we got to get them to look at, not make it up. I think that's really important. Not, not artificially create pain. It's not a... Uh, a technique. It's not a, it's not a, uh, uh, I, I'm thinking of the word, a manipulation tactic. It's, it's a realistic approach to what does this cost you to stay where you are? If it's, if it, if there's no cost, if there's no pain, move on. 
you know, <laughs> let's go get pizza. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, right. Well, and the yeah. thing, there's a couple of things I want to touch on that. If you are doing this authentically, and that's why one of my compass points for my team is execution okay. and empathy, because we care. If you mm -hmm. are doing this well, people are like, oh, you're trying to sell them software. I'm like, no, I'm trying to make their life better. And I believe mm -hmm. I got the best story for that. And I love them. I have deep affection for them. I feel mm. their pain. That's why I want to bring it in, in, you know, in full force, right? And do this, do this hard work, plowing the field, as you guys, you know, refer to. Another thing, Tom, you touched on the rooms. Um, when someone leaves our room and they go to the next room, the yeah. emotional affinity that they may have had for you in this room does not get more. It starts, mm. it starts ebbing, right? Yeah, it so starts diminishing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, immediately. The second you hang up the phone, the second you walk out the door. When I leave my house and go to vacation in Florida, I quit thinking about my house. Quit thinking about your house, right? <laughs> so, that, that you know, you got to capture when, you know, you've gone through that aha exactly moment. You know, dear, you know, Mr. or Ms. client that I'm talking with, this is what I think is going on. Let's refine that, refine that. And you go, oh, wow, aha, I get it. You have this going on. They go, Exactly. That's mm -hmm. the moment of highest affinity, and it never gets better than that. When they leave this room, you got to get to ask at that point. I love that you yeah. guys. I know yeah, I, I know I'm preaching just... the on that one, but I'm just should anybody be <laughs> listening to this conversation among three people? Um, that's that's a key thing. Remember, man, you know, get them get them while they love you, because if yeah. you don't schedule the meeting or agree to the process at that moment in time, every mm -hmm. minute afterwards, your chances just keep going down, 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 down. I got to double click on that and something else you said. So I, I got to come back to situational fluency because I love that concept because I want to talk about that's the, I think, most difficult skill to teach. And I want to know how you address that. But I want to talk about um, this idea that you're bringing up of uh, being able to um, help the customer move forward, right? Because everybody Kale talks about deal velocity, you know, how to, and every organization that I work with, every seller that I work with has a process, whether it's, it's, it's articulated, it's a, it's informal, it's in their head. Uh, and sometimes it's a two-step process, but everybody, <laughs> sometimes it's more formal. Every single process I've ever seen is built around the seller. Here's how I move yeah. an opportunity forward, which doesn't motivate the customer to move forward. I think the most, most effective process is when you can lay out, here's how you need to evaluate. You, we've realized you're at this current state and you have this desire to be at this future state. And we're talked about your current plan to get there. Now, here's what we need to do for you to evaluate the best way to bridge that gap. Here are the steps that I'd like to recommend. And to me, if you can, if you can lay out the customer's journey, and focus more on their journey than your journey, it's much more likely to keep them moving. I want to get your take on that and how you've taught your organization to do that because uh, everybody's different. So it's hard to say, Hey, here's a just, here's the customer journey. I feel like it needs to be customized for each, each solution. But what, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, so we got three, three guys in, on this call right now. If we were all to go buy a car right now, we would buy a car and we would do it in three very different ways. Good point. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. So we kind of have to figure that out. The end state is they want to get us in a car, but you know, my journey might be different than tabs might be different than Tom. So, um, you know, for me, and, and, and again, I'm reading slides uh, from the Aslan's uh, pantheon <laughs> of slides. It's um, I, the top of one of the slides is we make emotional decisions. We back them up with intellectual alibis. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do we get, here's what I've learned. You know, I don't know if I'm the oldest guy on the call, but I'm close to it. Um, 
I've learned that rational commitment fades and ebbs very quickly. It does not have staying power, but emotionally driven uh, activities have tremendous right. staying power. Yeah. Um, you know, think if you're, if you're in a, a meaningful relationship with someone else, rationally, you know, you may or should or should not be there, whatever, but emotionally, you're going to fight for it. I mean, it's why people fight for marriages. It's not a rational decision. That's an emotional decision. So the same mm -hmm. thing with our clients. We got to get them involved in the emotion of what's going on. And there's kind of like, you know, I'll go super fast in this one. There's three, you know, there's three emotions um, that we need on the client side. Number one, the fear of pain, right? Something's mm -hmm. going on, right? Then we need to create a little hope. Hey, I met Randy and his crew. Maybe they can solve this problem. Mm -hmm. And then there's confidence at the end inside the red zone. Risk is what blows up deals, right? Mm -hmm. So we got to get them, you know, hoping that's you get what them moves pain. them forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Get some, get them in some pain. <laughs> get them some hope, and then get them some, uh, you know, get them some some urgency. And then on my side, I want them to be curious, right? Hey, Randy seems to know something. Then I want to be confident. Seems mm -hmm. like he knows, you know, in Randy, I want them to be confident in me. And then I want them to be committed, right? They got to be committed on that. Okay. Randy can be able to carry this through. I've done the, I've done the reference calls. I've got the pantheon of other companies that we've helped solve this for, but we're, I build all that around emotions that I think it's, cri it's critical for them to experience all six of those emotions. Three, three about them, three about me. And, um, you can have a very rational sales process that kind of goes left to right. But mm -hmm. I don't know, last time I sold the CIO, it doesn't go left to right. Right. It goes left, right, <laughs> up, down, forward, back. It's backwards. not linear. It's like it, it can go forward yeah. and back. I mean, it's, but there's stages they have to go through, like evaluating, like they have to evaluate and define what the problem is. Like, what's the problem I have? You just said this, you know, it's like, what what's the pain of the current state um yep. the, the fear of what what could happen so that's a step but i hear you you're saying is so whatever my process is if i can feed that back to you whatever my process is it has to be tied to those it has to accomplish those three things it has to drive those those are not three six emotions three about them right three emotions they have and three about you yep and, and yeah and i mean obviously there is a sort of there is an element of left to right in all this stuff. You know, why do anything? Why do it with me? Why do it mm -hmm. now? Is, right. You know, kind of another model that a lot of people talk about. And, you know, why do anything is creating the, is exposing the pain? Why do it with me? I'm the unique bridge. Why do it now? Hey, every day you're not doing this is the day you're not experiencing it. Right. If it's meaningful, let's go. <laughs> um, but I think one of the things, too, is as you're building that bridge, you know, you got to build it in a, a unique way, right? How, to, how can I unique? I want to be the unique person that can deliver, close the gap from the current state right. to the future state. I got to be I different. Want, yeah, you got to be different, man. There's all kinds of different differentiation. If it's comparative differentiation, that's tough, man. That's a knife fight. That's a knife yeah. fight. Unique mm. differentiation. That's you the price. Make, it comes down to price. It comes down to cost, right? Because it's me and three other yum yums out there that are kind of going after the same yum -yum. thing. We I like that tab. We have to we have to add that to our vernacular. Yum. -yum. I don't know what a yum yum is. I, I think it's like a snail. I don't know. Is that what a yum yum? It's a slow moving. It's a slow moving, non sentient slug. slug. See, okay, I was close. Slow yum yum. Snail. By the way, tab, just between you and me, yum yeah. yum is not a positive term. Okay. Okay. If well, someone says I met Tab, he's a real yum yum. Don't <laughs> yeah. like puff. I'm like, oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I love that about me. <clears throat> yum yum. Uh, no, you know, so, um, you got to get that different because when you tie your unique differentiation, then it's focused. Then it's a pure value play. It is a yeah. pure value play, and it's really what percentage of the value can I can I capture versus being mm -hmm. in this knife fight.
Yeah. It's, it's so simple when you think about it. It's got, we got to figure out what problem they have and what solution they need, but that doesn't mean yep. they're going to choose you. And then they've got to figure yep. out which solution provider. It's really just two things. Not that it's, there's a lot of, a lot that has to happen for that to occur, but we've always got to keep that in mind. There's, is there a problem? Is there a problem that needs to be solved? Right. So, or do they need to invest in solving this problem? So is there a cat, you know, are you in the game? Yeah, you're, you're a, a cardiologist. Do they have a heart problem? Now they got to pick the cardiologist. <clears throat> and so a lot of times we just focus on, yeah, you got a heart problem. Uh, let me know if you want to do anything about that. Yeah, here's my number. Yeah. Here's yeah. Here's, my I'll follow here's up. My... You talk to your team and I'll follow up later and tell me, no, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you a proposal and then I'm going to spend a lot of time. I'm going to write a proposal and then I'm going to spend a lot of time following up and you're going to go dark. And it, it's just not, I, I want, I got to return back to, um, so love talking about this, Randy, you're just so gifted, so smart situational fluency. Can you teach it? I think that's the most mm -hmm. difficult skill, as I said earlier, uh, to teach someone is the ability to kind of hover over the conversation, watch, you know, knowing what you're going to say, knowing what they're saying, reading the room and being able to flex because people don't talk in a linear fashion. Right. Especially if you're talking to someone who really cares about the outcome. And, you know, once they start to sense that you understand their whiteboard and you have something to offer, then they stay, go, they can go in any direction. Exactly. And, and you got to be like, so how do you, can you, you teach it? Off. Yeah. Can you teach it? If you can, how? Yeah. So I, I know there are very differing views out there on this point. Okay. Um, I have, I have a firmly held view that I will share with you too. Um, it, one of my favorite authors, uh, Carol Dweck, she wrote a book called Mindset. There's a closed mindset and an open mindset. Closed mindset is things are the way they are and they will always be that way. An open uh -huh. mindset is things don't necessarily have to be that. I can change that potentially. So, I mean, I've, I've been selling in a technical environment for 34 years. I've been selling to CIOs more than half of that time. Um, I'm probably as situationally fluent with a modern day B2B CIO is, you know, a top 10% on the planet, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Is every rep on my team going to be able to do that? No. But what we can do is let's say scale of one to 10. Let's say there are two. I can get them to a four or a five. And yeah. by going from a two to a five, they're separating themselves from a bunch of yum yums that aren't at their level, right? So they're improving right. their position in the marketplace. Um, how do we do some of those things? We do a lot of role play, you know, and yeah. we do role plays. We're kind of geared up. Okay, let's do this role play. I'll be the easy CIO. Okay, now I'll be the medium CIO. Now mm. I'll be the real just, you know, I just <laughs> lost 38% of my budget next year, that CIO. So we just kind of, we amp that up and you, and you work it around. We get tons of stories that we tell and try to learn from. We're very much a storytelling organization as well. Um, you know, we follow that story arc, right? Here's where they were. Here's where they tried to go. The confounding problem. They met us, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it, it's practice, right? I'm not very musically talented. That's just not one of my things. But mm -hmm. I learned to play piano as a kid. Did I, was I Beethoven? No, but I did get better, right? So yeah. I do mm -hmm. believe not everybody's going to be able to achieve the same level as someone else. I will never play basketball like lebron james but i can get better at basketball yeah, can get better yeah you and can, i think that's the key thing is have a realistic expectation what it's going to take to get there what do i need to invest you know is it training is it coaching mm -hmm. is it role you know what it's going to be but we can move all of our if we care for we love our customers we love our people if we care for them 
I, you know, one of the things I say to my team all the time, next year, you owe next year a better version of you than this year got, oh, right? Mm, got to yeah. get a little bit better. How many times have we met somebody that had been in their role for 20 years and they're the same they were, you know, 18 years ago. It's like, they're, you're the same person. You, you haven't grown. I mean, we got us. If, you, get, people, if you, you just get a little better every year and you have passion about the things we're talking about, you will crush it. There's just you not will. that many people that, I mean, every, most everybody I, I see or observe, they're just cutting and pasting. Like they send an email, they just cut and paste. They just, it's like, it's the same conversation over and over again. They ask the same questions. It's like, they're just throw stuff out there and say, Hey, I, this is what we do. Um, I, I love that. The, the, the idea of situational uh, fluency is just practice. You've got to practice. One of the things that I want to get your take on this, Randy, um, is I think one of the killers of situational fluency is you cannot let go of your agenda. Yep. Like if I'm sitting with the CIO and I'm, let's say I'm a junior salesperson and I'm, I got the meeting, right. I'm in the room and I'm really focused on the five things Randy taught me about what's on the CIO's whiteboard. I'm not quite sure. Yep. I've been through training. I'm not quite sure, but, and if he starts talking or she starts talking about something and you know enough about it, you got to know enough about it to ask a intelligent question. You say, look, I don't know if this fits with my solution and I don't even know if I can help you, but I really want to know what that means to you. And I don't know where this is going to lead, but I'm super interested. People will respond to that. Like just kind of be authentic and don't be so worried about your agenda of, I got to walk out of this meeting with whatever the next step is and let it go and just say, let it go, see where it goes. Now you have to have enough information to ask intelligent, like I said, ask intelligent questions. It's got to be related to because you start asking stupid questions are not relevant questions, then they're, they are, they're not going to participate. You keep talking about the room that we're in. I keep thinking, I don't know if you guys saw the play Hamilton, the room where it happens, the oh, room where yeah. it happens. I, I'm yeah. about oh, yeah. to bust out of this song. I mean, that's <laughs> not going to be good. No, no do I, that. Do that. Cause you did a piano thing and we could yeah, roll it. In situation. I, got skills. I yeah. got skills. They're not very high skills, but I got skills. Got so skills. to that point, And that's actually one of the things that I interview for Tom okay. um, is intellectual curiosity. Is okay. this person mm. fundamentally curious? Yeah. Um, you know, because if you show up with an agenda, an agenda is actually a destination, right? Mm -hmm. And if I, and then if they're if we're not going to my destination, we're going to bump into guardrails and trees, and that's going to create friction and problems. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I show up with intellectual curiosity that's context based, I can roll, and mm -hmm. I got it back, and they go on a riff, and I'm like, okay, here's what I heard you say. Did I get it right? Yeah. Uh huh. Exact. What else is there? So what yeah, else I'm, is can, there? yeah, I want to. Can I dig into that a little bit? Because I sure. love that. I think you're tapping something that Tom and I are very curious about. This whole hiring thing, intellectual curiosity. Um, I agree with you 100. percent Can you get? I mean, give me a little more. I mean, what does that look like? I mean, how how do you discover that? I mean, can you give me more specifics around that? Well, I th if you guys recall the times that we worked together, I'm a big fan of asking questions, right? Um, Closed-ended yeah. questions to wrap up a deal, open-ended questions, clarifying. You know, I love clarifying. When you ask great clarifying questions, mm -hmm. I mean, open-ended questions are great. I think yeah. clarifying questions is really what separates you, right? Remember that, that role play that we do? We, you know, yeah. you, you got a, a rep and a somebody, and you kind of like go three or four or five times. The, the reps that ask great opening questions and the reps that ask great clarifying questions are the ones that get it so tab how do i figure that out i you know 
I shouldn't say this out loud because anybody that hears that interviews with me in the future now is now yeah, I'm, right, I'm yeah. in my, you gotta in my listen to this podcast. Yeah, but I, mean, I sound yeah. like I'm being a nice guy, but I say, hey, look, man, you know, our job is easy. We've got a whole bunch of people looking at you. That's not that hard. Your job, you're one person looking at a whole company. Um, I, I want to turn the mic over to you. You just, you know, you do whatever you want to do. Ask me any question, whatever you want to do. And then I STFU, I shut the F up and I look at them. And reps that have intellectual curiosity have, they've already prepared. They've got nine questions they want to ask mm. me. What happens if this? What are the key attributes you're looking for? The ones that don't have intellectual curiosity, they look at me and then you, and I just stare at them, blank face stare. <laughs> and then you watch the life go out of their eyes and you're like, what done. city are you in? What's your address? They're calling 911. You know, but intellectual are curiosity. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Um, you know, but intellectual curiosity, sometimes it's fun to just really not move at all. And they think the screen's frozen. Um, you know, the intellectual <laughs> curiosity, the, the reps that have high curiosity are, are, they will show up prepared. There's, there's actually six, six attributes I'm looking for. One of them, okay, so the four come from Warren Buffett, right? Passion, intellect, integrity, and coachability, right? You got to have those four. So my first interview is really only about these six things, right? Do you have passion? I mean, not like over the top emotion. Emotion and passion are not the same thing. Passion is internally generated. Emotions are externally stimulated, right? Mm -hmm. So passion. Do you have, are you, are you intelligent, right? I, and selling our stuff, you got to be smart. That just is true, mm -hmm. right? Are you coachable? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that we do at the end of an interview is we give people feedback and that you can always tell the people they're coachable. They're the ones that write, they write a bunch of questions. You can see them writing away like crazy. And they say, when Versus you said that, what did you really mean? I don't understand yeah, yeah. that. You know, they won't feel, the ones that aren't, they're like, uh-huh. Some of them will actually argue with you. No, no, I didn't do that. I'm like, great, <laughs> this interview's over. <laughs> you won the argument. Yeah. You win the argument, but not the job. Uh, yeah. then, I, then I see one from Angela Duckworth, which is grit, right? And, and I make, That's tell it. me a story mm -hmm. where you were like knee deep in mud mm -hmm. and you freaking drug a big oak tree through it to the other side of the field. Tell me, show me where you could grind. Our sales cycles, dudes, they could be two years long. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, that's another reason you can't make a mistake. It's going to take them a, it's going to go a long time to ramp them your up. Your next cycle is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's in a three or five year cycle with somebody that you're asking them to break. You got, you got a shot now, whatever. And then the last thing I'm looking for is intellectual curiosity. Um, are you just curious with how things go? Because if you're not curious, you, you got to go to a script and use a script, script you're screwed. And I firmly believe that the only time I like a script is sometimes in that first call, sure. mm -hmm. right? Framework. You want to have that kind of format. Cause I don't want, you know, <laughs> all salespeople do not take this as an offense. I want my salespeople to think as little as possible out in the field because they're, they're putting energy somewhere where they don't have to. So let's understand things as much as we can going in. Let's be an expert in this person. Maybe it's that first call if we're doing some pipeline that might be scripted, you know, prepared. Um, I know you guys have a, have a model that actually is extraordinarily uh, effective for that. So, but those are the six things, passion, intellect, integrity, coachability, grit, and intellectual curiosity. And, and you got to make, you got to be eight out of 10 on all of them. Mm -hmm. I love it. <clears throat> That's a beautiful list. Perfect. That's really good. I mean, we talk about that. humble and hungry. That's yeah. the grit. It, it, That's it, grit. One of the things I'll throw some, uh, something out for leaders that may be listening or reps who, who want to want to get better prepared for their next interview. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah. is intellectual curiosity. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's so funny. It's like I've, you know, I've, I've, I remember sitting at a at a bar at an airport waiting for my flight, and a guy 
it goes, you know, what do you do? We started talking, what do you do? And, and, you know, I said, well, I'm a, I'm a train, you know, I have a phone company. This was years ago. And all we, you know, at the time we were focused on inside sales and inside sales only. And I go, yeah, we travel around the, the country, really the world training organizations on how to improve their inside sales organization. Cause I don't know. So I go, what do you, what do you do? He goes, I'm an inside sales rep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, if you had intellectual curiosity, <laughs> what would you ask? I mean, think about the different spot. It's like, you like, this is a guy that all he does is work with inside sales. I'm an inside sales. What would you ask this person? And here's what the guy said. Absolutely. First, I tell you what, the first thing I would ask you guys say, Tom, what are you drinking? Let me buy you another. Exactly. I mean, first of all, I'm plugged in to all these organizations. I also watch what's happening, whether I know what I'm doing or not, I'm in them. And, and the thing is, is everybody's missing. Like, if he would have dove in in that situation, I would try to hire him. But otherwise, we didn't even talk. It's just crazy. And, and that kind of leads to my point. I focus on the off-camera interview. I think that's the most important part of the interview is when you're not being interviewed, is when you're not, the interview is not happening. What do, they, how, what do they say to the other people? What do they ask you when they're walking down the hall? What do they ask if you take them someplace, a restaurant? Uh, do, what, how do they respond to other people they meet with? I mean, we, we interviewed somebody a couple of years ago and, and we took them to dinner and they had zero interest in either one, the two people at Aslan that were meeting with them. And it's like, so I think that off camera, you kind of see, because they, they, they may have prepared, they may be smart enough to prepare, but it's not really who they are. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, and I know you guys look, one of the things you talk about, let's talk about elite salespeople, right? Elite yeah. salespeople are very curious and they're not curious specific to what they can sell. They're just curious. Yeah. Yeah. They don't yeah. care. What they, the they, don't care. they can't gets. turn it off. They no. can't turn it off. It's like, oh, why is that? They can't yeah. help asking why. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's almost like they're fascinated. They're fascinated by other people. And I'm in a room with this person, you know, mm -hmm. Mr. And Ms. Whoever, who's a whatever. Who this are company. you? Tell me, you know, and if they talk about like, I, I am a unicycle, I'm a juggling unicyclist. They're like, wow, that is so cool. <laughs> I mean, never how did that. you learn that? Like Which I'm fascinated the by juggling, it. juggling or the unicycling, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they go, to mm -hmm. they're just extraordinary. I find that some of the elite are just, it's, it's like telling a cat not to watch a bouncing tennis ball. They can't not <laughs> do it. Right. This is why everybody loves tab. Like if you watch tab meet somebody, he is so curious and excited about who they are, what their story is, where they're, I mean, and you can tell he's like genuinely excited. People will say, you actually care that what my, my uh, and my response yeah. to when people ask me questions is always give them just the 30,000 foot. <laughs> what do you do? You know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I've got a sales training company. I, I mean, I literally try to limit it to like as few wow. words as possible. How many kids do you have? Four. I don't say anything else. You know, do you have a family? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If I don't know you and you ask me a question, yeah, I and then I'm like, okay, then what to do. <laughs> the percentage of time that someone says, well, really? Well, tell me about your kids. It's like, they go, oh, I was supposed to say, yeah. Anyway. So back to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. Really well, I've got good. four kids too. You want to see? Yeah. Yeah. I've got four. I got three. I got well, six. You think about, let's talk about tab for just a second. Mm -hmm. Cause on oh, every gosh. call you can tell somebody's leaning in or leaning out, yeah. whether you're face to face, on the phone, whatever, you know, somebody's leaning in or leaning out. Mm -hmm. When you got somebody that's like, like Tab, who's just curious and is charming mm -hmm. and is going to ask, is going to dig, it's, it becomes magnetic. You almost yeah. have mm -hmm. to lean in because mm -hmm. you're really, what you were, what I think you're doing in that moment, the way Tab has a conversation. And dude, I respect this in you and I don't naturally have this. This is one mm -hmm. of these things I'm getting better at. 
I'm going yeah. from a two to a two point one. Um, <laughs> and every little point counts, right? Hey, it counts. Right? Humble, if I do that hundred times, by the yeah. way, if I get one percent better per week, I will be sixty-eight percent better at the end of the year. Compounding one uh, percent oh, per week. One percent. Win the day, Tab. Win the day. Atomic habits. That's atomic habits. That's a great. Oh book, man. man. If, yeah. That. If you ever read, my so, gosh. Two books. A couple better. books that I so Carol Dweck yeah, mindset. Read that. Atomic Which, uh, Habits by, I think it's Sears, right? James Sears? Yeah. And then there's another one. I know you guys will like this book. Now, to say it's what all was the first one again? The first one was... Carol Dweck, Mindset. Mindset. All right. We love books. That's spelled tab. That's spelled M-I-N-D-S-E-T. <laughs> hey, hey, as a yum-yum, I know how to spell. That's, yeah, that's for everybody that's drink. listening, tab's yeah. extraordinarily strong. How... Maybe not. Uh, he doesn't have a spell check built into his pencil yet. Uh... Um, so then, then Atomic Habits by, I think it's James Sears. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's his name. It's a very, very good book. And that book will change the way you look at your life. Yeah. You will think yeah. you're actually good at things. And it turns out you're just being, um, you're being controlled by habit cues. Yeah. Um, then the third book, I, you, and I know you two will like this one. It's by Zoe Yates. It's called um, The Power, uh, Your Influence, Your Superpower, something like that. She's a, a, a PhD uh, professor at, at Yale. And she mm -hmm. talks about influence and she'll talk to you about the, you know, the, the, the judge versus the alligator. And I'm just going to leave it there. Oh, okay. Beautiful. You know, I think Bobby Tommy, that's called, that's called creating interest and intrigue. Everybody just leaned in. Tell me about the judge and the alligator. I'm not going to do it, but you want to know the difference. I, I'll yeah. buy this book. As that, soon as we're done, I'll buy it. Activated book. the Raz. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Reticular activating system just mm -hmm. blew up. Everybody's like, oh, tell me about this alligator. Yeah, yeah, tell, tell me about the alligator. Well, and it's something, Randy, that you've all that's something that you always spot inspire me. And that's why I'm all curious about this, because you always I feel like always try to get one percent better. Ever since I've known you, you've always been hungry to be. And, you know, the thing you do well is you you talk about grit like you you'll outwork anybody. I mean, you're just gonna, you're not gonna outwork anybody. And so that's why I was, and I think you've already been dancing around it. And if, if I can't tell, I, I really wanted, because you said elite salespeople, I love 1%. I love the 1% better. I love that. And I love your attributes. Are there anything, any other specific things that you think the 1% really do beyond being curious? So remember I told you, remember before I said, forget everything I said before and forget everything I said yeah. before, but right now, just don't just sell the future state, right? This, that's the thing. Okay. All right. This, that was a high point. I'm going to say something that is going to feel so extraordinarily unfulfilling and anticlimactic <laughs> that you're likely to hear click, 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 click of all the phones in America and around mm -hmm. the world dropping off this call because everybody, are you guys ready for the secret? Yeah. Yes. I'm a quotes guy. I like to read books. I, and I like quotes and, and they help me cater, you know, kind of keep thoughts that are germane. Um, uh, allow me to access them. This one comes from, uh, from Rockefeller, right? Uh, from JD Rockefeller from many, 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 many years ago. All right. I'm going I'm to have a little silence. Uh, well, can I, right can I have some pause. music, Tom? Can we'll we do some music Yeah, we'll right do. Now? So we'll try yeah. to, we'll try uh -huh. to edit some music in. Yeah. Like, okay. and, and have it kind of come to a crescendo right yeah. around here. And I'm about to say the yeah. quote. Success comes from doing common things uncommonly well. Mm. Oh, that's it. Here's what I see the elite do. Mm. Okay, let's say your sales process has a hundred little micro steps in it, right? You know, controlling blah, 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 blah. But there's eight that really matter, right? right. Unique differentiation, yeah. access to power, validating funding, um, you know, those kinds of things. The elite salespeople know what those eight things are and they do them extraordinarily well and they 
don't get distracted by, hey, new stuff. If it's true, it isn't new. If it's new, it isn't true, right? There are things that matter. People have been buying the same way forever. Same message, mm -hmm. different methods. So the elite do those. They know what those eight things are, and they do them extraordinarily well. Um, the other thing the elite do, like you know, like you go to you go to you go to um, you know sales kickoff, and everybody's together, and we're having a good time, and everybody's going to go to the bar, and you know we're going to stay up till two o'clock in the morning. The elite don't do that. They're in their room working on a proposal. Yeah. They are willing. God, they outwork. The, they outwork the competition. They outwork the. They outwork everybody, right? They yeah. are willing to do now what other people won't, so they can live a life in the future that they want to that other people can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so simple. It's, it's like it, there's no, there's just no magic. I, I just wish there was a magic. I know. It's like there's just no way around it. It's like you have to do the work. Well, you, it's the grit. People talk about book. working. Is People talk grit? about working hard versus working smart. It's not either yeah. or. You have to do both. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do one or the other. Because I love that grit book, Randy. You know, yep. when she she's doing the analysis, we did. We looked at all the intellects and ACT scores. And remember that whole thing? And, and, and leadership positions and blah, 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 blah. And the only factor that was the same <laughs> is the successful ones had grit. That was it. It's like. So you could be, you could score a 12 on the ACT or whatever, and, or you have a 36 and it didn't matter. I, it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you know, so let's say you pass the first six things with me, right? Um, the next thing I want to do is I want to, you know, kind of grit. I, I want you to be a rototiller. You don't stop a rototiller. You only steer it. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want a rototiller. This, mm -hmm. this guy, this gal is not going to stop. They're just mm -hmm. not going to stop. They're going to get punched in the face. They're going to get back up. They're going to go again. I want mm -hmm. you to be a rototiller. I'm not going to try to stop you. I'm just going to steer you. I love that. I love if that. I'm a salesperson listening to this, this is, this is what they need to hear. And, and, and you get, you're a great person to deliver the message, Randy. It, and it's nothing but sexy. This is not is. sexy stuff. You it's, know, and I think you know, the there's key... not like, yeah, there's not something that's going to come mm -hmm. out or come out of this. It's going to be like, Oh, that's the panacea to all my problems. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but and, some and, people are listening to this, Randy. And, they agree with the truth that you're sharing. They don't feel it's possible for them to be that person. Mm. And, and I would, you know, I think I always like to think about that person when we're sharing this advice, you know, like, Hey, you know, I'm, I've never been able to stop whatever or do whatever the hard thing. And I, I think most of the time, those people aren't clear about what they really want. It's like, they're just sort of floating. I think that you got to start mm. with stop. And what do you really want? Because you can't, you know, if you want to go to kayak, you know, or travel uh, velocity or whatever, the first thing you have to do is you have to put in a destination. You yep. can't do it. And so people like, they don't know what to put in that box. Like, what do they really want? And I think that that helps. But I think the other thing is have somebody in their life like you or like Tab that yeah. can do life with them and they can say things like, I don't want to do this. I want to go to the bar and drink. I don't want to go to my room and do the proposal. Cause we all, I think we, we were afraid to share that kind of stuff. I know I was early in my mm -hmm. career. I didn't want to share. Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Or I feel like an idiot or um, why is that other person doing better than me? Or, you know, I just mm -hmm. was kind of afraid of the negative feedback versus the people that are really good. They embrace it. They're like, yeah, I suck. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. I need help, <laughs> you know? And I, it, I know, took me, I it took me it. several years, but any other advice mm -hmm. that you would give yep. the yeah. rep that's sitting there going, I agree, Randy, but I've just haven't pulled that off in my life. 
Well, so I'm going to real quick address that, and I'm going to then I'm going to say something to reps and, and sales leaders that I think is extraordinarily important. Okay. Um, you, Tom, you used the word really several times when you were talking there for a minute. There's what I want and there's what I really want. The stuff right. I want, I don't do anything for. The stuff I really want, I will go through whatever to get. Know yeah. what you really want. And mm -hmm. most people, they say, I want to be in my room um, working on the proposal while everybody else is down at the bar. What I really want is I want the social connection that I get at the bar. And I really want that, even though I do want the proposal. So what yeah. I want is usually irrelevant. What do I really want? Know That's what you beautiful. really want. Be honest right? about what you really want. And, and you know the number one person we lie to, we brush teeth with in the mirror every morning, right? Yeah. Stop yeah. lying to yourself, which is kind of the second thing I want to lead, lead people to. And this is and this is requires an organization to have emotional safety. If you're not living in, a, if you're not working in an organization with emotional safety, then this is then ignore what I'm about to say. But if you do, then listen to this. One of the things we talk about all the time in my team: run to the truth. Things are neither mm -hmm. good nor bad; they are simply true. Mm -hmm. Simply true. Let's not emotion. Let's get, let's not tie an emotion to it. You mean, okay, you have not gotten access to power. You have not controlled the decision criteria. That's fine. Let me know that. So we're standing on truth Island and we can make a plan from there because if I'm mm -hmm. making a plan, not from truth Island, it's going to be a bad plan. So you got to have emotional safety because it's got to be okay for a rep to say, I don't know what the F I'm doing here. I need freaking help. And this, or I lost that, that deal. Because, win. I yeah. need the whole team. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. things are neither good nor bad. They're just true. Run to the and, truth. And you see that in, I love that, Randy. You see that in the win-loss analysis when people share why they won or whether it's like, is there, were you involved in the deal at all? <laughs> like, like I always say, I want you to talk about this related to what you could have done differently or what you did well, you know, but it is this sort of game of, you know, managing your brand or trying to manipulate the situation. And you and you don't really, you, you only learn from the truth. All right. I got to ask one question. I know we've been going long, but this has been super rich and I've loved Before it. Before you so. ask that question, I want to stop a little bit about your brand. If your brand is to manipulate and fake other people that you actually know what the hell you're doing, that brand goes out of business at some point. I promise you that. Mm, if your brand beautiful. is honesty, transparency, and authenticity, that will naturally force you because of the conversations you'd be having to get 1% better every week. And mm. your brand will become unextinguishable. Uh, it will become mm -hmm. extraordinarily valuable over time. That is a brand saying, I don't know what the hell I'm doing is a way to get better if you're authentically open to help. If you're yeah. gonna fake people out, lie to them and manipulate them and try to get that, that everybody, I said it before, everybody knows an idiot when they meet them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's an I idiot. I love that Sorry, idea of back a to you. No, but I love that back idea. You, you, actually have, you actually have a brand. Everyone does. Companies have brands, products have brands, you have a brand. And as we talk about at Aslan, everybody knows what your brand is. You don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't. You're too close to it. You can't, yeah. you are not aware. You do not know the truth about you. And unless you are, you're passionate about finding that out and getting yeah. people in your life to tell you, hey, where am I, where, where, what am I missing? What am I blind yeah. to? And, and, and again, like you said, it has, they have to be emotionally, it has to have emotionally safe people and hopefully your leaders that way or, or your, whoever you, whoever you got somebody you can go to call me. I'll, I'll I'm laughing when you talk about brand, like everybody, you know, they might not know, but if you go into an organization, you go, Hey, who's the a-hole around here? Everybody yeah. goes, Oh, it's him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what we show that me monster clip in our training. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Everybody knows who the me monster is, except the me monsters. Yep. They're like, and then finally they're like, do you understand that that's, 
I got to ask you one question before we close out, Tab. You may have one more, um, but I got to ask this one question. Does cold calling work? Can you do it now? Does it, did people, because people are, there's a, I think there's a debate out there that people, some people think, hey, marketing's got to drive leads and you got to only follow up with people who are raising their hand. Um, oh, this is, this is another one of these things where everybody has an opinion. So um, everybody has an opinion. Yeah, so I'm holding up my phone. Nothing happens until this thing rings somewhere, right? You mm -hmm. got to, at some point, you got to get on the phone with somebody. I think, um, so I'm going to say cold connecting because it's not just calling. There's, you got to yeah, be on the channel, point. right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, text, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, phone, email. There's great tools. There's lots of ways to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So you've got to get out there. And your initial messaging must be curated and point towards some sort of at least understanding or uniqueness. You guys know mm -hmm. this all day long, right? Um, mm -hmm. You got you to get the reticular activating system going. Get somebody to lean in a little bit. Hey, this guy might not be yum yum. He sounds like he might know something. He sells the people in my space. Right. I'm going to give him 15 minutes. If he does that 15 minutes well, I'll give him 45, right? We know, we know how that goes. I do believe that um, that, yeah, I want marketing working their butts off for me. I of want course. lots of hot leads. Yeah. The problem with leads though is, um, you know, often it means somebody's already in the mindset or they're looking for something and their mindset the is going to be a little bit already firmed up and it's yeah. not as malleable. But if I catch you cold and, and prove it, you know, here's what I love. We're if early. I can show someone a problem that they are not aware of, they immediately think that I'm uniquely capable of solving it. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's going to be less competitors and I'm going to get all the round and they're going to round up to me all the day, all the time. So in answer, uh, you asked a closed ended question. I answered it with a, with more than two letters or three letters. Randy, do you believe cold connecting still has a role? Absolutely. I love that answer. I, I think, I'm glad you were. Let's say me. no one, let's say no one ever talks to you ever. You never connect with anyone. Here's <laughs> what you were doing though. You were constantly refining your initial messaging. Because at some point you're going to talk to them, and then you say, "Hey, bald eagle, what do you do? You got to say something." <laughs> is that your brand? That's well, my here's, brand. Here's, no, no, here's Tigger. What I, Tigger, Randy. Remember the Tigger branding? Tigger. Tigger. Oh, yeah, man. We had a client that called him Tigger. I forgot about that Tigger. He's all, he's so fired up. He's bouncing I around. Tigger. He's Tigger. Right. Tigger. He is. Uh, I always like to just ask a question back and say, "Can marketing generate leads?" And they say, "Well, yes." I said, "Well, then so can you." <laughs> Unless yeah. you're uniquely I mean, somebody is cold connecting yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and i like not, that word though cold and it's connecting. and it's not it's billboarding word. right i mean we're not, yeah. not we're not doing ads i mean marketing i mean it, the b2b it's space it's, it's everybody's marketing is just abm uh, right it's account-based marketing account anyone can do marketing it. anybody can do yeah. it if, if but you gotta know, you got to know your stuff though you've got this is where this is the difference is people that don't know their stuff can't cold connect no, yeah. it doesn't work for them because they're idiots. They're yum yums. So in the yum mm. yum pool, you don't mm. want to be in the yum yum pool. Clearly, all right. Tab, that means you. I know. I'm not mm. in the pool. Right? I hate. But yum if you yums. know, if you know your stuff, you have a provocative, not just point of view, a provocative point of view. You kind of poke somebody metaphorically between the eyes, intellectually about their stuff, get some curiosity going. Anyone can yeah. generate a lead, but you got to know you got to know your stuff. Role play, study, be fascinated in what these people do. Read the journals. Read quarterly, annual reports, 10Ks. If you don't know what's going on inside the company, you're just going to be another, another guy, another gal pushing software. Man. Randy, this Good. was not gold. This was, uh, what's the level Platinum. of, uh, is diamond, Platinum. is diamond, sludge, sludge. <laughs> Platinum, <laughs> diamond, what, I don't is know. It what's, it's, it's just, this. If you're on just... Delta Airlines, diamond, or no, actually it's uh, 360, right? 360 is their highest thing. 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. I know yeah. our friends of Ed. I think I've heard that one too. Yeah. I don't want to uh, travel that much. Brother, this has been amazing. I'm inspired. Uh, you just got such great wisdom and truth. There's no yes. there's no new truth. And if there's if it's new, it's not true. That would that's uh that's that yeah, was, if it's true, it isn't new. If it's new, it isn't true. Yeah, so let me these are two questions. Meetings like this, I'd like to close with two questions, if I may. How was our time yes. together and how could I have served you differently? Uh, how is mm -hmm. I, I thought it was a 10. Yes. I think you served, which I know you're passionate about. And we didn't, we did not talk about that because it was just peppered throughout the conversation, but you talked about how we can serve, help our sellers and leaders serve our customers. And that's what we're passionate about. Equip and I know you guys care about this selling. I believe selling is an active service. Selling yes. is service. It's like the mo oh. you're more successful when you serve. You're more yeah. successful when you're a leader serving your reps who serve their customers, and you're more successful when you're, rep you're a rep serving your customers. It just all starts there. Why do we prospect? Because there's people who are in pain who don't know how to solve their problem. Why do we provide a solution? Why do we differentiate our solution? Because we have the best solution. If we don't, we need to go serve people that we can. So I think you just, uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I'll give you a 10 uh, tab. I'm 10 and I, I just, there's so much more I want to talk about. So that's not a problem. I mean, we just may have to do this again. <laughs> well, it's, been, you know, it's been three years since we talked last time. So I'll see you guys in uh, 25. Exactly. Can't wait. Love you, my friend. Hey, Thank you. See you, Randy. Peace out, guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm.